Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our new affiliate, Ascent Nutrition, which was founded by my good friend Lance Shuttler, is making a huge difference in our community. Last week, I talked about the amazing benefits of Ascent Nutrition's pine pollen. Now it's time to check out their organic coffee. Ascent's coffee is organic, mold and mycotoxin free, and some of the cleanest and best tasting coffee in the world. We just got our bag of Ascent's organic coffee beans last week, and it's already almost gone. I'm a huge coffee guy, and this coffee is awesome. There's no going back to store-bought coffee for me. Visit GoAscentNutrition.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your organic mold and mycotoxin-free coffee. Or just click the link in the description to check out all the amazing products Ascent Nutrition has to offer. Back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Ryan Stacy. First, I have a couple of announcements. We've started production on the Forbidden Documentary. This is going to be a huge undertaking, and we are asking for all of your help. If you would like to help with a donation, you can go to supportfkn.com or use that PayPal link in the description. If you'd like to help in any other way, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. Anyone that donates through supportfkn.com is going to get access to never-before-seen information that's going into Corey Hughes' new book about the JFK assassination. Be sure and check that out, and anything is greatly appreciated, guys. Forbidden Knowledge News, always available on Rockfin, Minds, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Rockfin is where you get our premium content. Also, all the premium content and free content from every creator on Rockfin. Just go to rockfin.com slash fknplus or click the link in the description. 
Our website is ForbiddenKnowledge.news. It's also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. We feature amazing podcasts from our community there. And today I want to welcome Ryan Stacy. He is a private investigator, citizen journalist, and an active Canadian disclosure ufologist. He is also a private paranormal psychogenic investigator and creator of the Ultra Spectrum Classification System and founder of the Experiencer Support Association. Ryan, welcome. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent. It's great to have you on. Man, your work involves some of my favorite topics and phenomena. You collect data to assist in helping experiences understand why they're experiencing this crazy and unexplained phenomena. This work is very important for this community, and you're helping a lot of people to gain an understanding of this unexplained phenomena and things that they've experienced that may be something that is explainable or something that we may never even come close to understanding. Now, this is your first time on. Tell us a little bit more about your background and what led you to do this work. Okay. Uh, well, I'm a private investigator. I own and operate a private investigating company called Blacklight Investigative and Surveillance Services. Uh, we also do private security, uh, alarm response, and things like that. Um, so I've been doing that since 2015, but I've been an investigator since 2009. Um, so I've always been involved with investigations. So growing up as a child, you know, I was, you know, a typical fan of the X-Files and you know, and all that other stuff, I think with the, you know, Star Trek and, and whatnot. But uh, so I was always had an interest in, in, you know, in the phenomenon, but I was more of a paranormal person. It was more paranormal ghosts, uh, you know, and uh, than aliens. Now, today I'm kind of involved in the ufology uh, disclosure movement mainly uh, because I think it's a scam, but we'll get into that later. Um the uh i guess the way i got sucked into this is um when i started my company i was kind of looking for something to do to keep my skills sharpened or tools sharpened if you will and uh i um i'm gonna join move on so the mutual ufo network mm-hmm. and i'm trying so uh sk- you know the skip the version on how i kind of found have found them I've told that many times but essentially with 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 move on canada i i i went as a field investigator, became um, the chief investigator for MUFON Canada, Ontario, and then I was the provincial director. Then I was the uh, ch- national chief investigator for MUFON Canada, and then I became the national field trainer for MUFON in general. Did that for a little bit, um, and then I learned some of the information about Jan Harzan. Uh, and I was involved, which led to, you know, involved in passing information onto the police, which eventually led to his arrest. So then I left the organization and, well, I got pushed out of the organization. And then what I decided to do from there uh, is create my own organization um, and try to help everyone outside, you know, like all, all things on what we call the ultra spectrum. So everything within all realms. So not just aliens and ufos or machines government machines uh you know like everything that's like strange and weird so so i kind of gave you like a a boring condensed version of that because i'm like i i'm not i'm trying to to move away from from the history but it is part of the history as to why i'm doing what i'm doing 
but I mean, it's dark, it's, it's, it's dingy, it's, it's horrible, like a horrible experience. But uh, I mean, it led me to, led me to helping more people. And where that is coming from now with the Experiencers Support Association is essentially putting the experiencers first, because I have hands-on experience knowing that it's the data that they want, it's the clickbait that they want, it's the marketing that they want, it's a money-making machine. They don't give a shit about the, you know, about the experience or they give it, they, they care about the experience. Um, so, you know, and there was a lot of uh, being an investigator, still doing it on a daily basis. My job is to, uh, you know, make sure that the evidence is the right evidence and the right people go to uh, the right people go to jail and the right people are out of jail, you know, things like that. Like, I mean, I, like I, I often review police evidence, uh, you know, like I get in very controversial situations, but my job is very important in making sure that what you think you believe or what you think has happened is what actually happened. And by doing that along the way with all those groups and organizations, I have yet to find any significant evidence that would suggest that this UFO disclosure movement has anything to do with aliens, ghosts, and consciousness. It's something human, it's something like normal, um, but for some reason, we're getting drawn into it and sucking into it. So I'm trying to separate that to have an understanding. I do believe the phenomenon exists. I do believe there's something happening, but this, this mainstream game that I'm like stuck in mm. is not good for it. I think it's part of the cover up or distraction and whatnot. I agree with you a hundred percent. In fact, when you said that, you know, this whole mainstream UFO thing is a scam, I got excited. This is going to be a mm. good conversation. Now, um, Let's. What led you to this? Let's start there. Uh, you like myself. I started out looking for little green men uh, coming through diff from different universes on tin cans, and my perception mm -hmm. has changed vastly, uh, especially since I've had my own experiences. Uh, and I do not believe that this is what we're experiencing. I think it's much more of a spiritual or paranormal phenomenon, like you say. But I'd like to know what led you to to hit that point of of understanding. Well, I'm still learning. Uh, I am. I am. It is a learning curve, I tell you, especially with uh, in the real job, the day job, I have to have physical evidence. And in order to convey the point, a lot of this stuff is like is, is theory and, and speculative and opinionated evidence, uh, mind you. Um, but the way I think for me, the defining, well, not the defining moment, but the first moment would be while working with MUFON, when I started to notice characteristics between the shadow figure phenomenon and the alien abduction phenomenon. So there, I started to notice commonalities between the captors in the sense that you know, the, the, the experiencer or the witness or the victim, however you, you want to identify, you know, is in a safe, confined area or what they believe to be a safe, confined area. And then all of a sudden there's a being or an entity inside their room. So I started thinking in terms of like suspect put on the criminology hat, you know, why would these guys do this? Why would they, why would they, why would they be so clumsy? Why would they be so obvious? Well, like there's a lot of careless mistakes. That's where I start to see this kind of like this connection where maybe the, there's this underlying misunderstanding or 
interpretation of what is actually happening because of propaganda with media and all this other stuff too. So, so perhaps the event is happening, but it, it's, it's not a ghost. It's not an alien. It's not a, a shadow figure. It's just the beings are the, the, sorry, the people are unable to interpret what's happening because they're in a state of fear or a state of unknown or, or maybe a state of unconsciousness because they're in because they're sleeping. So what they end up doing is they end up, um, associating that event with something that they seem to be interested in, which is not entirely accurate because when I get into, and then I started getting into uh, regression hypotherapist therapy, <clears throat> excuse me, to try and repress enemy, uh, sorry, enemy and uh, repress memories. And then I am learning through regression that sometimes in these experiences, um, these were human beings that, uh, and they were victim of rape. Uh, actual like from 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 normal like not normal but like like human beings so so through their trauma uh, you know something in the brain um, had activated this this idea that it's better to live with this understanding that it's a it's an extraterrestrial or a ghost instead of believing you know my stepfather did this and the, or stepmother you know it goes both ways so as i started to deep dive into this i started to realize like okay well this is this no matter what we call it there's not enough evidence to say it was the stepfather uh, or or an alien or a ghost or a shadow figure not not enough evidence to to confirm that through the, through the witness testimony but there's so many people experiencing this intrusion in safe areas and they have a variance of descriptions for the, for the captor. So I've been trying to figure out, okay, what do these people have in common and what's common, you know, obviously is, you know, sexual abuse, but I mean, and then that does happen with uh, reptilians and you know, all those theories too. So there's something going on where something is happening. So, so my, my, what I'm trying to do now with the, what I call the ultra spectrum classification system is to regroup and recategorize um, the phenomenon. So that way we can maybe properly understand what it is we're looking for so we can properly investigate. So if, if the visitation occurs in the room, then we're looking for entry points to get into the room. And that could be, you know, physical, that can also be spiritual or mental, because now we have, you know, we have evidence of remote viewing and, and uh, what else do we have, uh, you know, psychic attacks, like there's a lot of, you know, there's a, you know, MK Ultra, so there's a lot of evidence, uh, side evidence of possibilities of technologies being used to manipulate the mind. So something is happening to these specific people for a certain reason. And that's where the, um, I'm starting to, I'm trying to recategorize that. So I wouldn't call that event an abduction. I would call that a visitation. And then we would have to, um, the reason why I call it visitation is because you also have to look at, so let me back up. I have a background in criminology. So a lot of that um, is trying to understand why the, why the person committed the crime. Okay. So if, if, it was an extraterrestrial or if it was a ghost, um, you know, there's a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of stops and hinders and things like that, that could, you know, that kind of prevent them from being free from what we understand. So there seems to be these confinements that, that are usually present with human beings. So there's commonalities with that. Um, and to elaborate more on that, essentially 
Um, I'm, we don't know if the beings that we're seeing, whether it's human or extraterrestrial or paranormal, are aware that we're there. So we don't actually have the testimony from the alien or from the, uh, from the entity. So a lot of people are afraid and fearful because they're in a place of um, safety, like in their home, doors are locked all alone and they wake up and there's something there. That's terrifying, right? But then yet again, we don't know if these people are just there at a happenstance and are even realizing knowledge that we're there too, unless you get into the experience part where there's, there's interaction. So that's different altogether. So if I've, through my studies, I'm starting to kind of develop this theory where it's possible that the spiritual ones, the good ones, the divine ones, they're able to make contact whenever they want to make contact. They don't need these machines. They don't need these, these constraints. They don't need these, uh, these functions in order to, to manipulate. Whereas where I feel like the negative experiences seem to be, or I project them to be more human interaction. So government trying to do it or, uh, you know, so, something like that. And that's what makes the most sense to me. Now, either or not enough evidence to prove uh, empirically that, 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 they, that that's what happens. But that's what's common mm-hmm. with people that I talk to. And that's how I try to normalize it. So you know, I kind of went off in a, in a, in yeah, a different perfect. direction there. But I hope that. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, I want to ask because you there's a lot to unpack in what you said and i want to explore some of these aspects of it first the actual beings or entities themselves uh one of the most common that's always been uh you know described is the gray beings with the big eyes little short ones or tall ones um Mm -hmm. and this is a common kind of sighting or experience with with people who have experienced this phenomenon i wanted to get your take on this because some have reported very physical interactions with this Mm -hmm. you know the probing or and beyond Mm -hmm. that of course you know meeting hybrid mm-hmm. children and experiments where they're on a table and they can't move and they're being operated on with uh, you know uh, equipment and things of that nature and high technology advanced technology everywhere i want to get your take on what this could possibly be if not a um, genuine physical experience yeah so i mean there's lots of layers there i mean we have to it either all exists or none of it exists some of it can exist like it has to all be there so so i always try to to normalize this like in order for that to happen without anyone being able to prove it there's got to be a lot of people in on it so if extraterrestrials are capable of hijacking us physically and mentally um, you know, I'm sure the government would have figured out about that because maybe why, if I was an extraterrestrial race and that's what I needed to do, and that's how I did it to take control of a host, I would control the government because the government's in charge of the people. So like, you know, strategically thinking. So, so the government would have to be in on it to allow it, or perhaps not be able to do anything about it and to protect us, uh, or, or prevent us from learning that, which is why we get into that disclosure stuff, thinking that they know the secrets when they don't and, what shape is the earth and all these other weird things that, that, that happen in conspiracies. But um, so, you know, there's, there's that element too. There's the faith element where 
you know, there's aliens in the Bible, there's ghosts in the Bible, like, you know, there's uh, even you go far back to Sumerian times, like there's evidence in antiquity of, of these things happening. There's things that we don't understand, but they understood it then. So then there's interpretation and speculation. But then we, we want to know that there's life uh, outside of our own. We want to know that when we die, that we go somewhere else, there is another place. Like, so there's a lot of other things that kind of go on in the mind and kind of, we almost believe it because we want it. We don't want to know that when we die, nothing happens, or we don't want to know that if we're are actually in a matrix, like some of these realities may be actually the reality, but they're terrifying. So there's a bit of massaging put into place so that way we can live in harmony. But when we're living in harmony, are these truths truth? Or is it just control? And it's really hard to trust it because we really don't know until we check out, right? And 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 so that's why we, we get this exploration of trying to test all these other things. So the the constant thing that I can only I can agree upon when talking to an variance of experiencers is I may not Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be able to believe that the event as you described it is what had actually happened. However, I'm able to tell definitively through conversation uh, with my training um, that you believe that that event occurred. So that is enough for me because there's anxiety, there's PTSD, there's, there's trauma. There's there a whole bunch of symptoms of being affected by something. And with that, I have to deescalate. Then I have to, you know, recommend and refer them to for treatment to, to bring their anxiety and, and, and down because in, in the, uh, security industry, you know, we have to deescalate at, you know, at, at events or, uh, you know, in airports and things like that too. We, we can't just make the arrest right away. We have to talk deescalate before we talk to them, especially when they're in a panic, there's a missing child, you know, the mother is losing it. You got to talk her down before she can tell you where the kid is or where she last saw the kid. So, so there's a bit of that deescalation process that needs to happen, but the trauma and, and the excitement and the, and the fear are all real. And at that point, it doesn't really matter if we believe in something different. What I can prove is that they're affected by it. And that's what interests me because there's, there's that belief that something happened to them. And then we start this conversation where like, okay, let's, let's try and work this out to see if you actually were, you know, taken by an extraterrestrial 
uh, on board this ship and you were, you know, and you were, you know, violently harassed and all these other things. And when we break it down and unpackage it and try to rationalize things, then sometimes we end up with this, you know, these odd descriptions of things that, you know, are unfamiliar, unfamiliar to me, unfamiliar to other members of the team, things like that. And then we have the small percentage where we're like, okay, someone has to explain that because, you know, you got a lot to lose. You got a lot, on your, you know, a lot weighing out uh, on your, um, sorry, a lot on the line, willing to come forward. Uh, you believe it uh, to your heart's content. I mean, that is no different uh, than me telling you, uh, you know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you know, you can't tell me, you know, and I'm, I'm not Christian, but I'm using that for as an example. You know, you can't you can't tell me, you know, not to believe in my God. And then and then Allah and the different and then we start fighting all these other, you know, fighting over the same deity. So it's no different in that. And that belief is so real and intense that I will never be able to talk them out of it. So the problem that we have uh, when I get into that scam part is that is the media company is just looking for that story so they can repackage it, make it pretty, put it on the TV, have people watch it and go, oh, my God, that's amazing. Meanwhile, not realizing that this person's suffering. So they're so they're taking advantage of a, a um, you know, of people living in an abuse. Sometimes it's positive. There are positive experiences, too. But I mean, it's because it kind of started with the negative. I'm kind of stuck in this negative one. But, um, you know, but people are. Um, taking advantage, re-victimizing, if you will. You know, that's no different than, um, like, I mean, look at the Johnny Depp and uh, Amber Heard case. That's all over the place. But, I mean, it's done, it's over with. But then now there's memes all over the place. Like, both of them on either side are being re-victimized because, you know, it's it's open, it's out to the public, right? So there's a lot of experiences that I work with in private. So keynote, I'm a private investigator. So I do all this stuff privately. I don't put it out on the internet yet. I'm working on finding a way to, to share information that's comfortable to kind of, uh, you know, I'll kind of show you that I know what I'm doing, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of challenging right now because experiencers don't want the true genuine experiencers, I believe, do not want exposure. They do not want to be named. They do not want to go on podcast. So, so, so they look up to me and other, other people on the team to tell that story for them. Right. And the my media companies come along and they're like, well, Hey, you got, you got connection to all these people. Can you sell them? It's like, I certainly could, but let me talk to the experiencer first because it's their case. Mm -hmm. Right. So, 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 so the, 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 there's a lot of, there's a money-making business here. There is a, uh, a healing business here. You can Reiki, pseudosciences, and things like that. There's a way to make money. There's a way to heal. Um, but the customer are still suffering. They're in pain, and they're not getting validation, and they're not getting that help. So the Experiential Support Association is kind of designed and, and triaging to understand what kind of – that's why it's important to understand um, – why they are the way that they are, why this experience is affecting them so that way we can kind of guesstimate, if you will, uh, what type of therapy we could recommend and what professional partner we could connect them with, you know, and, and then also use that in a scientific way. So I would want to get the information first 
and then and then recommend like okay go do reiki calm down relax here's a nice person that we know or referral or flow tank come back and do another report and we'll see what the what the stress report looks like compared to the not stress report and we'll see where we are in the middle because you're stressed right now you just had a terrible experience i'm really sorry about that you know let's 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 take care of you first and then we'll talk about it later whereas the journalists are like oh my god tell me what happened i need to know that's fascinating that's great oh my god i can make so much money off of this so then it goes and you're sitting there and you're watching on tv and you're like oh that's cool that's great but what about me i'm still not getting help right Mm -hmm. so 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 that's what was doing going on with mufon uh you know you know essentially with it and it still goes on but um so apart from that now i represent the uh, the investigation unit um there are healing elements we have uh, uh serena dracis on our team cc as well um and uh, and a few others that provide um healing services if you will some some resources or some comfort uh, one of the things we do is called experiencers anonymous which is a zoom meeting um that we uh are open to anyone that wants to come in and just share their experience they don't have to make a report they don't have to document it I, I ta- I'm not there because I'm an investigator. If I hear it, I'm going to be like, hey, you know, asking all these questions. But sometimes you don't want to be investigated, but you still need to get it off your chest and you still need to talk to others. So the other thing, too. So with the Experiencers Anonymous, if you're able to have that communication and open in that community where you can talk to your neighbor and be like, hey, that happened to me, too. Then you start to learn from each other and you start to understand, uh, you know, the experiences more. And then it's private. And, and sure, it's not documented. Sure, it's not in a book. It's not on TV, but that's not the point. These people are happier. These people are, are, are learning to live with the experience, accepting the experience, and then they become more susceptible to believing the possibility that maybe there is no ghosts. Maybe it's us. And what I mean by that is, I uh, was take the poltergeist phenomenon for an example. You know, you have, you know, nine times out of 10, there's stress, uh, you know, that, you know, you're stressed in that day. And then all of a sudden you come home and there's like, you know, cupboards are moving and everything's going all over the place. And you believe it to be a poltergeist based on the movies, based on what we see, based on what we've been investigated. But then if you look at the, um, uh, the parapsychology uh, uh, spectrum and, and you look into telepathy or telepathy, uh, um, characteristics, uh, you know, of being able to move objects with your mind uh, through stressful situations, uh, which has also been shown as an example through the movie Carrie. But I mean, it's still like these are still Hollywood movies, but they kind of convey these points of, of different ways. It's the same thing. So, so in this environment where you were raised to believe in ghosts, you would think that these cupboards are moving because of ghosts. But in reality, maybe you move them because you're stressed and you actually possess um, psychic abilities and you're unaware of that. So when we go through this process and that's just changing, changing the thought, it's not an external source invading your house. It's you projecting and you're doing and you're and you're causing a reaction in this reality. And then if we can get you to understand that and accept that possibility, own them hone that skill and use it for good, you know, or use it to heal yourself and no longer be afraid of it, then you start to evolve. Uh, so, so, so I'm kind of working more towards the, 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 the concept and theory that, that we are 
evolving into, you know, psychic beings. And there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation out there to lead us to believe that we're less than what we actually are. And there's an, an example of that in everything, not just paranormal, not just UFO. You take a, a, any, any, any subject, you know, they put a label on it uh, and then all of a sudden it's lesser than and all this other stuff too. It's no different. So, so, so one of my main focuses again is also to raise awareness for mental health and things like that too, to, but to associate that with the phenomenon, because if we can't prove that they exist and the government won't tell us that it doesn't exist, we need to at least acknowledge that there's a, a group of people that are affected by it and they need help. So that's another, that's, so, so that's, that's nuts and bolts reason for the experience to support association. That's what we're trying to do is at least be that area that understands that. And no matter what we believe you and, and we will try to match, make you and match, make you and connect you with the proper resources that we are aware of, um, and, and do our best to, you know, understand because someone's got to do it. Yeah, man, you make some, some excellent points and, uh, like I said earlier, the work you're doing is super important for people to understand what the hell's really going on, whether it is a human or a ghost or an extraterrestrial or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it is it is true that in this community we have a lot of people that are just trying to cash in on this, and that makes it harder for the genuine people to, to really come out mm -hmm. and have a, a good understanding of what's going on. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for, for everything you do. That's uh, this great work. Now, you, I want to uh, unpack a couple of other things before we move into, you mentioned, you know, we were, haven't been talking about positive experiences, what I, which I want to get to towards the end. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to get to what could possibly be what you consider the human element. Um, now, we've had plenty of cases where people are actually coming back from the experience with, you know, implants or pieces of metal inside of them. Uh, they have others where people have witnessed military individuals uh, along with the extraterrestrials on the whatever craft, possible craft that they've seen. And I pretty much 100% believe that most of the uh, craft or unexplained lights and things we're seeing in the sky is ours. It's drones, it's military craft, experimental craft. Mm -hmm. That's my personal belief. It pisses off a lot of people that listen, but, you know, that's what I... I believe to be true, and I've witnessed this, and I've heard a lot of whistleblower and researcher testimony that agree with me, um, but they've, they've also had plenty that don't. So I want to get your take on the physical aspects of this. Yeah, so as I said earlier, it, 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 everyone has to be in on it in order for it to exist, because if, if the – and we don't know the end game – and we can we can assume the end game but if if extraterrestrials was the only being that had the end game there would be we would know about it they would let us know about it they would just take over uh you know if the government is doing some manipulations of some sort then we're not going to know about it because it's secret testing so if they're you know is it possible that they're doing that with you know, the extraterrestrials. So, so, so we might be seeing a combination of us reverse engineering or trying to learn or trying to develop, um, or building or doing other things el elsewhere. Um, you know, somebody has got to know, uh, whether, you know, and, and all these other things too. So, 
I mean, the military aspect would be the best source of information, like the best people to, to answer and they won't answer and they can't answer. And it's not just UFO. It's anything, anything that is declassified, even if they're going overseas to, to, you know, to, to get a, 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 you know, one of their agents out. Right. You know, we don't know about that. Right. But they have to be able to know where they are. They have to be able to know, uh, you know, how to communicate with them. So there would have to be a system that exists within the system uh, that allows them to know where everything is. Because what we're observing, maybe because we can check them as a, a citizen scientist or a citizen journalism or citizen investigators, whatever you want to call yourselves. Um, we can check, you know, flight radar. We can check. We can do the declassified documents. We can do all these things to fact check and verify the information is accurate. But they're not going to tell us. They're not going to give us the information um, from projects that we don't know about. Right. So, so just as an example, so if you were to check, if you were to see a UFO or unidentified flying object, which I call an aerial activity uh, submachine or sublevel one machine. Um, and you were to check the flight radar data that they talk to all these people and do all these other things, and there's no information that shows that it's there. That does not mean that someone doesn't know that it was there. It just means that us who, who have the means to be able to fact check in, the, in our society do not have access to the data that um, could identify or locate this someone does so then you got to take that information do a freedom of information request ask for information and guess what these are the people that know the secrets so 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 they're going to release information to you based on what they want us to know and at the same time if you don't ask for information from another product then they can't they're not going to search that product you know what I mean? So, so you can't just ask, tell me, ask for everything. You got to ask, you know, I need specifically flight radar within this date range. And then they will do these queries. They'll do these searches and all these other things. So, so the people, even in the civilian level are doing the best they can within all these, all these parameters to get the information and we're able to solve it, but we're still missing the key and the key uh, you know, to unlock this puzzle has to belong to someone higher up. They would have to. So, so removing the UFO and paranormal concept from the table, all of that concept still exists in war, still exists in, in, in trades and secret black off projects, because we won't be able to, as civilians, be able to identify and uh, using certain technologies that we don't have access to. So if they're using government technology already and it's private and it's secret, then it's possible that they have advanced technology if that's what they're using. So if this advanced technology somehow involves connecting with consciousness or connecting with the people in telepathically or mentally or however you want to psychogenically, it's the, it's the greatest crime because we can't prove it because it's in our mind. Now, it can be proven if you can build a case through testimony witnesses, 
And a lot of people say, oh yeah, 10 people witnessed this, 10 people saw this, you group them all together. But the other thing we don't have is regulations of investigating the data. So, so in my career, you know, uh, I've met retired police officers, I've met retired, you know, investigators. Uh, I mean, there's not very many active investigators and there's researchers and journalists. They all, they all take the same data and repackage it different ways, depending on what message it is they're trying to convey, but there's no regulation between all of these little groups on how to investigate. So, so move on has a bit of a system in place. It's outdated. I was re I'm rewrote, I, I rewrote the book, the manual, but they didn't accept it. So I'm going to be using that with Tessa, by the way. Um, but I, I rewrote the field investigators manual. I just haven't had a chance to publish it, uh, but I'm going to make it open source for everyone. Um, but I mean, the, what we need is unity. We need more people working together. So if the government is going to disclose anything to us, they will when we're when they're ready and when they're able to have control but in the meantime we can still get as close as we can um with the information we have and you gotta pay attention to those who have the experiences with no evidence and a lot and what i mean by that is if you know how to build a case if you actually learn how to prep something for court or for a procedure everything compounds on each other everything matches up then you'll have stronger evidence eventually. So kind of what I'm also building is this, this, this investigative portal where uh, I understand how everybody works and what everyone's useful for um, while I'm trying to regulate everything. But like we kind of need, I guess, well, essentially what I'm doing, I'm losing my train of thought here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No worries, man. No, you were yeah. talking about what you were trying to do with the, the Experiencer um, Association. Yeah, no, I completely lost it. Sometimes that happens. Oh, get, no, no worries uh, at I just all. Get, I get MIB. I, you know, I, get I do want to know. Uh, I do want to know this. Um, as far as the the human element goes and the nefarious possibilities with that, like I mentioned earlier, and you mentioned, you know, MK Ultra experiments, things of that nature, we do yeah. know that there have been nefarious military activities like this, and I've heard plenty of testimony of individuals uh, being subject to what they believe is military abductions and mm. experiments done on them, and mm. the question is. There's two questions to that. Why are they deceiving us with the disclosure aspect if, you know, the aliens aren't what we're being told? And what do they know and why are they doing these strange abductions with humans? Well, we need to capture one and interrogate one and find out, <laughs> you know, find out exactly what their motive is. Because the only motive you can interpret is, 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 is the human element, right? So, 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 I mean, 
what's the purpose of life? We, we, we do things on a daily basis to earn revenue in order to buy things so we can continue to live, uh, you know, a various uh, spectrum of quality of life. So um, that is needed uh, in order to pay for other things that are needed to keep the world going around and doing all these other things, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's important for the infrastructure and everything else. Um, so if we were to all of a sudden learn that there is a higher power or, or, or other existence in that, would that, would we stop doing what we're doing? Is there a need? If we find out we have free energy, if we find out we have this, so there's this control element that's there. If it exists, we know free energy does exist. Uh, and we had it in the past and, we, and for some reason we don't have it now. And then just, you know, whatever, whatever theory you want to subscribe to, we just don't, don't use it now. Or some people do, who knows we're taxed for it. we got to pay for it. It's paying for something, but because we're, you know, slaves, if you will, there's a use for us. We're useful. So, so, so the extraterrestrial military kind of combination there, 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 I would imagine there is some sort of, use to do that to to either evolve us or to experiment or to change us to alter us um to prevent us from doing things like when i lost my train of thought maybe they just zapped me you know like there's, <laughs> right. there's reasons for that to prevent um you know progression of things and and is that then you can go is that because they can see into the future is that because they know what's best for us is that because there's a bigger plan coming like, there's so many there's so many um, scenarios that you could run, but out of all those scenarios, again, like we're useful because they could also wipe us out at any second. They can also turn it up at any second and drive us into fear, you know? Um, and the government would have to be in on that because the government would need us to vote. The government would need us to agree. That's why they, you know, they start wars and other, you know, uh, or, or threaten wars and things like that. So we can vote for it. So that way our taxpayer, our taxes will pay for it. We have to want to do it. Otherwise we'll, we'll revoke. So why do they need to keep us happy? Why do they need to keep us, you know, why do they need to make these changes whenever we're stressed? Right. Because there's control. Now, is it humans controlling other humans? Or is it humans working for extraterrestrials, controlling the humans, so the humans do certain things for the extraterrestrials? So, so, and then the word extraterrestrial just means extra land. So, 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 it it, it doesn't necessarily mean the the beings is in space. It's just in perhaps another piece of land that we don't know about in this known world because we're being controlled and manipulated and, and regulated right. to follow these. But even if that's not happening, we still have to work. We still have to, we follow, you know, we still have to do all these constructs and, and, and these indoctrinations with school systems and things like that based on these regulations of things to do what? To work, pay taxes, uh, raise kids, and then die. And, then, you know, like, I mean, it's a, it's a repeat pattern. So if we're evolving and they're constantly, you know, you know, the looking glass, we kind of take a, take, take an idea of that to try to, they're able to see in the future. It would make sense that they are trying to adapt or evolve the race. And this is the way that they're doing it. Some people 
have pleasant experiences working with extraterrestrials. You know, they're taught, they're educated, they learn things, and then all of a sudden they're activated and then they have a better quality of life and they become teachers, they become healers. Like there's a positive side of that. Typically the negative aspect is because they're fearful and it's terrifying. They don't know what's going on and they're not getting questions answered. That's usually where the fear comes in. You know, you go in for a surgery, right? And you see this big needle on the table, right? And all of a sudden goes in your neck. You're afraid of that. Even if that's a human being doing that, but you'd be like, Hey doc, what's that for? Well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm not using that one for you. That's just there. I'm using the small one. Oh, okay, cool. Then you're more comfortable because you're able to have that conversation, right? Unless he's a dick, then he's like, psych, here's the big one. <laughs> and then you're done. But you know, so, so that's, that's the game I play in my mind when I'm trying to be like, you know, if, what would the alien do? What would I do if I was in this position? And when, and that's why it always comes down to human controlling and perhaps divine influence. But then there's also, there's also factions. So you bring into, you go back to the Bible, you got angels and demons, you got demons and angels and Sumerians, you know, and, and then, and then, so there's so many, uh, there's mythology that has changed over the years. There's, there's, there's control, there's needs, there are all these other things. Now, if you go back into antiquity, back to the beginning where things were more peaceful, uh, especially I like to parallel use Sumerian mythology as an example. Um, so their God, uh, Enki and Enlil, so God of the sky and God of the land. Um, if you were to compare those two individuals to the modern day Christianity, that is, uh, that is God and Satan. Now, if you were to remove the titles and just look at the characteristics, the God of the, uh, the God of the sky in Sumerian terms is the one um, that punishes He's a dick. Uh, those, <laughs> those who do sin. The God in the sky is the one um, that, that kind of like punishes and, and, and destroys everything. Yeah. The God on the ground is the guy that encouraged us to grow, to develop, to expand, to learn. The guy on the ground is the one who told us about the flood when the guy in the sky was like, the flood is coming, you know, wipe them all out. So, so if, and now if you go to the Bible, the guy in the sky is the one that told us about the flood and wiped it all out. And the guy in the ground is the one that punishes everybody. It's flipped. Yes. So you remove these labels. So if you go back now in investigations, you want to consider the source. So if the Bible is an actual factual document of accounts, we can't use the current version. We have to go back to the first version. And the first civilization that's been documented so far is the Sumerians and Yunnaki. So if that was the first, what we have today is an interpretation over that, that, that vast of time that's been changed, manipulated by human beings to control and remove and cherry pick to alter in a new direction. But if you go back to the source to understand the intentional reason behind everything then it all starts to make sense we were created to mine a gold mine which we call eden which is in the center of 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 the arctic ocean uh which is a place called hyperborea you know like not not you know all these other places too so we we were it wasn't in well you can go to sumerian times too there's a bit of a history lesson i'm kind of going to skip but um or a ge geographic lesson but the point is, is, is this was a military faction that was already here that um, 
needed assistance. So they genetically modified the perfect mold, which is the Adam. So the ADAPA, the Adam project. Um, and then through that mold, they were able to, to manipulate and duplicate and create many, many um, aspects or many, many human beings. And then they to, uh, you know, task them or charge them in order to uh, mine until um, the Garden of Eden. So the garden um, could be, you know, a small place or it could be the entire place. We don't know where the garden is. The garden could have been, you know, in the North Pole or the garden could be in, uh, in Iraq or the garden could be the entire earth. And then there's something outside of the earth, you know, that we're, that, that, you know, where were we placed? Are we still in the garden? Did we escape all these other things too? So, so if you go back to the Sumerian part is, is the God in the sky created us to make their job easier mineralize and get these resources and do all these things to help them get back to their planet or do whatever they, they needed. We weren't created um, to live in peace, but the, but what had happened is when this, this flood scenario happens, the great deluge in the sense, uh, according to Sumerian, it's just basically, you know, planets coming close and then causing the tides. And then it was something they knew about. So, so the God in the sky and they'll decided not to tell the humans but the guy on the ground, which is, you know, Satan, the bad guy, uh, thought ahead and was just like, well, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to eat? How are we going to survive? How are we going to do all these other things? Right. So they talked to uh, an individual called Udnapishtim, which is Noah, and encouraged him to build an ark, which was an actually an ark. It was a submarine or a rocket ship, perhaps. OK, which, you know, so this if you it, like there's science and technology, there's aliens, there's all this stuff in Sumerian, which is old, mm. old. Right. And then you get into Atlantis and all these other things, too, because if if you believe the Bible is true, then you got to believe that's true, because that's where it came from. So and then all of a sudden the flood happens. They're up there, uh, you know, not, you know, whatever days, 40 days, 40 nights, I think. Yeah. And then uh, and then all of a sudden they're hungry. Right. They can't eat. They didn't think about packing food. But Noah, in the Pishtim, you know, um, has food for them. And we see that in, in the Bible uh, that he fed, you know, you know, he had food and sub substance for everybody after the flood ended. So that was something that these military people didn't think of. And then at that point, it was kind of a realization, like, you know what, there is a purpose for you, but, you know, you know, and, but, you know, this guy here, Satan, you know, you disobeyed my order. So you need to stay here. That's not that it's like, he stood, you know, he's there to take care of the people that are here. So, so there's this bit of this understanding of, um, we're doing a very bad job explaining uh, the parallels here, but um, the point that I'm trying to get to is that if you consider the source, God has left. There is no, the absence of God is like, he's gone, but the, or the guy in the sky, but the guy in the ground never left. The angels had fallen. They stayed with humans. So, so over years, where did they go? Did they go underground? Are they working with the government? Are they doing all these things that we talk about now? Maybe these are them. And then we have this whole like second coming of Christ and all these other things, you know, ideas, which means that, that they're coming back. But here's the thing is people think that the ones coming back are the good ones. But if you go back to the Sumerian things, the ones that are coming back are the bad ones. So when we get into Sumer uh, to, to, um, the disclosure movement with ufology and now you know putting this fear and this threat and we need to put weapons in space and this whole idea when we all know that it's the time is up this is the time where it's supposed to be coming we're in the age of aquarius the the book of revelation is over the bible is done 
Like we're living in the time after the Bible was written. We need a new one. So, 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 you know, all these things are developing. So if we, so you have these factions where there's the good on the ground, bad on the ground, but like they're waiting for the good to come, but the good is actually bad or possibly, right? So we have these preconceived ideas that this savior is coming, but what if the savior is coming to destroy us? And then we're going to need to, now who's going to um, defend that? Now, there's a lot of people trying to get onto a different planet, colonize Mars and all these other things and all that other stuff too. But if I were to imagine, if I was Enki, so, so that'd, be, that'd be the Sumerian god of the earth, which is, yeah. uh, you know, considered Satan in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But he's a scientist who created all this technology and things in order to uh, create the human being along with his wife, um, what if he's still experimenting and he's still evolving us humans so that way we can be evolved and we can be awoken and we can understand and we have developed psychic abilities so that way when his brother returns, hmm. we're ready for war, right? So, so you always fear this angels and demons, but we need to know who the angels are and who the demons are. We don't really know. But who's in the line with the demons? We or the angels? We, as human beings, also have to survive this fight. So, you know, you know, so what better advantage, uh, you know, with this, this ancient scientists have than to evolve the human beings to assist when the time comes? Because if the, if the solution is to go to another planet, um, we can't go there. So we got to live here. We got to survive. Got to build the future, right? So, so there's 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 a whole. I'm in a bit of a rabbit hole here, but I mean, again, this is speculation. This is yeah. theory. This is me just trying to normalize or rationalize the possibility of the reality of of what we live in, and that's by considering the source. So if the Bible is an accurate source of information, then the Sumerian Bible or Sumerian tablet should be the one that you're studying because yes. that is the first one. Now, was that translated properly? Was that, you know, understood the lexicon and all those other things? You can do a deeper dive and make sure it's translated properly. But if that is factual, mm-hmm. that is the answers for everything, which means, you know, space and aliens and, and, and all those things, Atlantis. It all exists, so where did it go, right? Yeah, man. I, I love it, and I'm glad you went there. I'm going to have to have you back on for a, for a Hidden History episode, man. That was great stuff. Cool. I love the uh, the thought process and the theories that are going on there. Uh, some things I've never heard before, and some things I am right right there with you on so a uh, very fascinating stuff uh now i want to get to earlier we we touched on we need to talk about the positive experiences which we do yeah. um because i've had uh, my own contact experience whatever you want to call it through meditation and uh from what i my current understanding is which could probably change tomorrow or even in five minutes is that i made contact with my spirit guides or uh, ancestors or something that is with a human being, you know, for from the time they're going to their die. Whatever your understanding is that, something that's helping you evolve and, and guide you along the way. Um, and that is my understanding, like I said, at this point. But for others, there's a various a variety of positive contact experiences that have occurred. And like you said, after these experiences, many people, they grow, they become more spiritual. 
spiritual. They be, get better at things. They they kind of flourish in their life. And the same thing happened for myself. You know, I was stuck in a horrible job doing this, you know, podcasting thing part time. After my experience, I flipped that around, quit that. And now I'm doing this, you know full-time and, and my life is a lot better it's changed for the better mm-hmm. uh which happens to a lot of experiencers that i've spoken with and i've heard of so what do you think is going on behind this well it's the feeling people don't change unless they feel different right so if you're feeling ugly and you're feeling down and all of a sudden you you start to feel good you're going to continue to do more of what you feel is good so so a lot of these experiences um so spirit guys so that would be psychogenic some downloads spiritual divine you know some some sort of connections there usually come at dark times and and they provide this this sense of meaning and purpose and light you know to kind of boost you back up and then you realize you know i'm meant to do other things and this is what i want to do i'm I'm no longer afraid you know i'm worried because there's that those esteem issues because you're in that you're in that state where you're believing what everyone is telling you but you're smart enough to understand that it's not right you know uh there's something wrong here um i feel it i can't really explain it but you know you know i'm going to drop out of school because i really don't feel like this is right doesn't mean you're not educated um, you just, the school system doesn't feel right for me. And there's a lot of people that drop out of school that are, that, that are brilliant yeah. because they self-teach themselves based on the things that they feel good about. They go where they want to go. They don't get indoctrinated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, it starts with the feeling. So once you start feeling good, you start doing good. And when you start doing good, you resonate and more good starts to come with you. It's kind of that, that effect. So there's, there's this, and before, when you look at your life beforehand, what restraints were, you know, what shackles did you have that was making you feel, uh, feel negative. So, so with that, I think every experience has the ability to be positive and negative at the same time. And it's how we interpret it until we're able to be like, have confirmation be like, Hey, I decided to, uh, probe you, um, for no reason at all, because I'm having fun, you know? Okay. Thanks. You know, or we decided to probe you in this way because it was the quick, because we discovered you had prostate cancer and we just cured it. Okay. Well, thanks for doing that. You know, explanation is, is needed. Validation, confirmation. That would go a long way. Bedside manner, right? That would be ideal. So if that's going to happen to me, I would like to know like, Hey, why did you do that? You know? So, so that also changes how I feel about the experience. So if you have an experience and you know nothing, or you only know what you've been told or what you understand, you'll be fearful. And then you feel like you're, you're cursed. You'll feel like um, this is a burden. So a lot of people have these psychic abilities or have these psychic um, intuitiveness, but don't know how to use it because they're worried about how, what other people would think of them. They worry about what society will do. Can I get a job? Can I lose my family? All these, all these things will go shambles, but then they have to do it in order to realize that, you know, to be happy. If that's the way that they're being pulled, then it's meant for them. It's their purpose, but they need to feel comfortable. So with the experience of support association, that's part of that too, is being like, you're not alone. Like the other people um, have these types of symptoms and experiences. We don't know what it is, but all we know is that when we do this, we feel good and we enjoy it because we're doing good. And what's wrong with that? Other than the fact we never get paid for it, but we're still doing good. Right. Because it feels good. And a lot of people do a lot of work for free because they feel good. You know, people will work, will quit high paying jobs at a high pay salary 
because they're treated like shit and then volunteer for an organization and make no money at all and love it because they feel good. Right. So, so, so what we want to try and do is not ignore the emotions, accept and understand why they feel negative about it and try to you know, do some cognitive behavioral therapies, a little bit of psychology there uh, to, to, to change the way that they're thinking about the experience and turning that around from it being a problem to being maybe a misunderstanding or they were just passing through, or perhaps you're gifted. And if you had a choice to believe that you're cursed versus gifted, I would choose gifted, you know, and then start trying to figure out how uh, I can do that. Let me take autism for an example. A lot of people think that is a disability. Well, it, it, technically, you know, it, it's it's a, it's a dis it's a disablement from what is established as the norm. But who establishes the norm? Norm for whom? Right? You know. So so so. But there are a lot of autistic people that are brilliant and communicate, but properly or they get angry they get frustrated you know but that doesn't mean they can't like solve complex problems so you find a use for that right so 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 there's there's so many things we can't be free we are free but we're not free and the only way we can be free is if we choose to be free right so so there are i don't think there are bad experiences now again you know, being sexually abused and, 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 you know, that is a bad experience if there's no consent, right? Obviously, um, you know, I can't, I can't sugarcoat that one. And I can't be like, well, maybe, you know, maybe you agreed to it later on. Like, you know, there's no conversation like that, that could ever happen. That's just, you're dealing with a rape victim and you need to, you need to be very cautious um, and, and, and careful with them. Um, and especially if it's possible that it's not an extraterrestrial, it's a human being, because that can lead to a criminal charge. So, so, so some things can't be turned around, um, but you acknowledge the trauma so that way they can stop beating themselves up and put them through some sort of programs to help them feel, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe this was meant to happen. Now, in, in, in what I mean by that in the paranormal UFO alien concept, is some of these abuse situations happen to females that are unable to conceive. The positive comes later in life when they realize that they can conceive. So at the time, it was a negative and violent experience for them because, you know, it, the way they look, the way they act, the way, you know, things like that, it's not comfortable, no, com no communication, right? Um, but then maybe it served a purpose. But even, even those two events are separate. And there's no validation or communication with the host, with the, with, with, the, uh, with the extraterrestrial to at least explain that I did that so this could happen. And if we got that, then we would feel better about these experiences, which is why there's that need to get answers from the government. But the government's not going to tell us if they're in control. And if we fight them for it, they're not going to give it to us. That shows us that we're not able to handle it. So... My tactic with disclosure is not to fight for it, especially here in Canada. So I'm Canadian. Uh, our disclosure uh, is very easier here because we, um, we don't fight for it. We're, we kind of just ask for it and they give it to us. Uh, but then we have kind of like uh, an arrangement with the United States where it gets passed off and stuff like that too. So there's a bit of connection there, but I mean, it's, there's no aggression. 
And because we're not being aggressive and we're not fighting, they kind of release more because we were, you know, it's just the way our government is. And, and if, if we rebel and fight that shows a human behavior in which would prevent people from giving the information to the wrong hands, even if it's justified. What we need to focus on is, is, is being more positive, enlightening the world, activating ourselves and show that we are positive and be, uh, you know, and spiritual beings so that when the time comes and a choice is made, they know that we are ready. So enough has happened for us to n- not believe in it anymore. We know something has happened. We know, you know, is something I always say is we know, you know, but in order for them to, you know, give us that treat, we have to show them that we're ready and fighting is not the way that's going to do that. And, 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 and sharing your experiences is part of that. Um, I should also state that with the all investigations through the Experience Support Association are done by my private investigating company, not by Tessa. So it's done by, it's insured, it's bondable, licensed private investigators. And through that, we also do investigations for crime and fraud. So if you're ever, uh, you know, a charlatan, someone robbing you for money or things like that too, if you ever are harassed or victimized as a result, cyberbullying is a real thing, you know, so, so we assist uh, with shutting those things down as well. Um, if you ever make an experience and then you're followed by, you know, by people, those are things that happen, you know, if with enough information, we can teach you on how to get enough information and shut that down, you know. Uh, you know, like it's, you're still human, you still have rights. And then a lot of these, the men in black phenomenon is kind of strange because like you get this idea that you think you're being followed and you may not actually be followed or they may not be there being a private investigator. I mean, parking in somebody's neighborhood and then looking at the car and be like, who's that car? Like, I'm always worried about that. So when I plan surveillance, you know, I, I, I take that into consideration. So people don't think that. So I got to think about how everybody thinks. So for them to just park outside of your freaking house for no reason, just to scare you in my, in my professional opinion and, and with my career, it's, it's very unlikely that they're, they're there for that purpose. It might be a coincidence mm. because it's very obvious because you can get their license plate, you can approach them, you can do that, you can take photos. So like for me, if I'm going to do surveillance, you're not going to know I'm there. Uh, you know, you, I'm in, I'm out, I'm gone. Like it's, it's not, you know, unless it's an intimidation factor. So that's why, that's why I want to kind of look into that too. So it can help with real things because the, 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 the brilliant part about that is those real things lead to criminal charges. Those lead to arrests. Uh, I just pass the information on to the proper authorities in the jurisdiction and let them carry it on and just build the case. And by doing that, you, you're not in fear anymore. It kind of weeds it out. You know what I'm saying? We got to be, I'm regulating. So yeah. I don't, I'm neither here nor there, neither for or against. I just want to know the truth in order to get the truth. I got to weed through the shit. And once I discovered that, and then once I know what the shit is and how to get rid of the shit, I get rid of the shit. So we see what's left and what's left is humans with potentially, you know, gifted abilities to evolve. I'm not seeing any aliens. I'm not seeing any ghosts, Uh but it doesn't mean they don't exist. Right. Right. 
It's so interesting, man. There's there's so many different directions we could go. That's why I said I'd love to have you back. The extra land thing is fascinating to me. Our hidden history, the possibility that this could all be us in some way. It's all it's all possibilities to me, and I love discussing this stuff. It's my favorite stuff. Uh, before you go, let's talk a little. You got so much going on, man. Let's talk about what the uh, the interstellar. What is interstellar? The Academy of Ufology and Paranormal Studies. Yeah, so the Interstellar Academy of Ufology and Paranormal Studies is essentially my take on MUFON University. So uh, it's 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 going to start with the the course that I'm I'm writing on how to investigate anything. Um, if whether you're trying to find a missing person or you're trying to find your keys or you're trying to find out if an alien uh, came and visited you last night, the process and the methods are all the same. And, and I feel the reason why we're not getting these answers, because there's a lot of effort. There's a lot of people trying. There's a lot of people doing podcasts. That all helps. A lot of people doing radio. That all helps. A lot of people investigating, talking about it, doing what I'm talking about. There's a lot of people doing that. We're not the only ones doing it. We're just trying to regulate it so everyone does it the same. What's interesting, though, is the experiencer. They're the most important person for the case. So when I go back earlier and say, you know, take the case and um, and then they make a movie out of it. Well, if you work with the experiencer, the experiencer can solve solve it and then come to a come to a conclusion. So we kind of teach people how to think for themselves as well, because if it's a, say it's a lens refraction or a light refraction, if I were to walk, if I were to just tell you it's that you you're, are you going to believe me? Probably not. But if I walk you through and be like, hey, you know what? Take your cell phone out, go into that room, take a picture, you know, hold your camera out. Don't take any picture. Just let me know if you see that orb again. You do see it? Perfect. That's a light refraction. That's what, so when you took a picture, you didn't see that. And then you went back later and you flipped through your photos and then you saw this light that was there. You believe that to be extraterrestrial. I understand, right? But it's not. See, it's just machine. And then you just didn't see it at the time because you didn't notice it. So by doing that with the experiencer, it teaches them how to investigate and it also prevents them from making another report to me about the same thing so they'll report to me better next time because for me to do a good job i need the best evidence so the academy is to teach people how to do what they're already doing better okay so i i have a license to train i, have a, I teach private investigators i license private investigators here in ontario also security guards um, and what I'm trying to do is apply a way that I can uh, make a certificate in the sense, you know, obviously it's not accredited, but I mean, a lot of people are self-claimed uh, professionals anyway. So what's the certificate these days? But I mean, at least uh, authenticize that, that, that you, you at least know that you're doing the right thing and, and contribute that into a way that it matters. Then that will expand um to other other teachers so i would teach a crash course in ufology uh someone else might teach a crash course on 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 paranormal uh and consciousness or cryptozoology you know the entities could be cryptids so there's another you know we call them paracryptids but i mean there's another thing we didn't get into because it's all connected oh, yeah. uh through us so so we kind of we're kind of kind of working on a curric curriculum to uh and looking for professional partners that will teach an extended course. Now that's paid for, of course, because uh, it's for those who want to extend their learning, but anyone can Google, anyone can ask questions, anyone can do what, what we do for free on their own. It's just kind of one of those like, hey, 
you want to take this serious? You want to, you want to sharpen your skills a little bit. Yeah. You want to see if Ryan's like actually knows what he's talking about or just talking shit on, on podcasts all the time, you know, that's fine. I got your money, but you know, you know, things like that. Right. So, and cause I believe the reason we don't have confirmation or evidence is because the people don't know how to obtain evidence. They know enough to pull the phone out, but they don't know enough about the phone, how to use it and to get me the best piece of evidence to build a case. Right. And they don't realize that that a picture says a thousand words or certain things that that can help if the evidence and the experiencer has the connection to the source. I don't need to travel halfway across the world and take photographs of your bedroom and have a conversation with you. I just need to know that there's photos in that bedroom that I need you to take. And I will tell you to take them and you send them to me. That's it. So by teaching, by using the experience, you're spending more time with them. Less is more. You don't need to investigate thousands and thousands of cases. You just need to investigate a few properly and thoroughly and compound and stack them and build a case. And when you build that case, you could write a book about it. You can go on a podcast about it. You can go on TV about it. But that's you need to go to parliament about it. So I'm also going to teach you how to build a case so that way you can go to court. So you can present it to your parliament, not ask a question. Do they exist? Ask a proper question. Are you aware that on this, on this day at this time that this event happened? No, I'm not aware. Okay, well, here's the evidence that shows that it happened. Does this refresh your memory? No. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Are we in danger? You just told me that you don't know what this is. And it's in our airspace. Are we in danger? I'm not asking if it's alien. I'm not asking if it's ghost. I'm just confirming that there is something in our airspace that you just, you know, uh, confirm that you knew nothing about and you're the prime minister or you're the president of the United States. Why don't you know about that? Right. You know, it could be, it could be Russia, it could be China, all those things doesn't matter. The fact is, is it's, it's here Mm. and you don't know about it. So then we start to have a, so, so in order to have that kind of conversation, it's like a coup d'etat, if you will. Um, it requires a lot of, uh, I, I need a lot of people reporting to me so I can build these cases so I can peacefully protest because that's what we do in Canada. We peacefully protest. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah, well, you're doing fantastic work. Uh, like I said, we got so much more we could talk about, so we're definitely going to have to do this again. Before you head out, let the audience know where they can find you, websites, uh, everything that you offer, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, so the best place to go would be to the association. So the current website is www.tessacan.org. You can find everything on there, stuff about me, stuff about the other people on the team as well. Um, We have a YouTube channel, so youtube.com forward slash the Experience to Support Association. Um, We do have... um, so we do have a membership there where we, we are creating uh, entertainment content, if you will, uh, just to just to kind of help raise some money uh, to keep majority of it free for the public. So we just want to get our expenses covered, but we're not we're not uh, we're not a not for profit. We're a business, but we just want to make sure that we're our, you know our expenses are covered. But uh, I mean, on that point, I just published before this um, a new episode of a program called the Citizen Paranormal Report, and I actually went to NORAD. Uh, and follow the lead 
uh, of investigations uh, of UFO sightings by military police. I was actually detained uh, for about 13 minutes and I got it all on tape. Um, but that is for, you know, that's for members only. So if you become a, a, a members only uh, a YouTube member, um, you'll be able to see that um, and, and go through that. The information that's missing from that is just my journey, my walks and all these other stuff. And, you know, bringing you through these things, a little bit of a TV show element. But the fact is, is I actually, you know, got arrested, like kind of detained. So it's kind of kind of interesting. So apart from that, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I have a podcast called Beyond the Tin Foil Hat that airs every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on that YouTube channel where I interview, um, I interview dry. I don't know who my guest is until the, until I'm there and I, and I learn. So if I don't, if I don't know who they are, I don't know anything about it. I'll call the bullshit or I'll try to figure it all out. So I kind of do that off the cuff. Um, I also have another program that's coming back with their new website. Uh, it's called Uncharted Case Files, where I'm actually going to read declassified documents that I've retrieved from the Canadian government. And I have over 9,000 documents in my files behind me. And I'm currently working on uh, a website that's going to come out, hopefully, supposed to come out in April, but we're behind. So I told them May, at end of May, absolute latest, but it'll be a database in which uh, you'll be able to see um, our declassified documents, where they happened, who's involved, the timeline, all these other things. And and set the example on how um, investigations actually carry out in an open source way. So to keep it simple, the Experiencer Support Association. Google that, like and follow everything you, found, you find. And then, then go into that, find me, and then like that. Perfect. Ryan, do some investigations. <laughs> yes, man. That was awesome. And we will definitely do this again soon. I look forward to it. And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. And we will definitely talk again tomorrow. We'll see you then.